got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here. And in today's video, we are going to be talking about why the bottom for Bitcoin might be right around the corner. We've been talking about this for the last couple of days. At the moment, Bitcoin is trading at $57,000 and change, and it's just attempted to double bottom down around 56K. And in this video, we're going to talk about why we don't necessarily believe that the bottom is in just yet, but that it is very, very close. And if you're looking to invest in Bitcoin, you are in the right place to figure out when the right time might just be. We've got a great show lined up for you today, guys. I'm really looking forward to it. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, T.A. Tam. How you doing, Tam? I'm doing good. I, uh, you know, was going to have a workout this morning, but uh, slept in instead. Oof. So, you know, that's always a good... That sounds pretty good. I think I'm going to try it tonight. Yeah, but other than that, it's been an okay day. I was, supposed, morning. I was supposed to do upper body today, but my tendons in my elbows, for all of you guys following me on Twitter, you'll know about it. I can't like not straighten out my elbows after doing preacher curls the other day for the first time. It, they, they hurt, but we're going to be okay. We're going to do good. We're going to grow with some technical analysis. We are also joined as always by Smay. How you doing, Smay? Hello, everybody. I also slept in. Um, I'm disappointed in myself, quite frankly. But disappointed in either yourself. way, either way, I would like to shout out three very, very special Let's members. Let's do it. I get to shout out Matt C. Woo! Adam Rourke. Woo! And Rick4962. Thank you guys so much for being members. We love you guys. We really, really love you guys. Especially, I love, really love you, Matt C. Although, I'm sorry you're a Lakers fan. That really sucks. But, anyways. <laughs> He's a Lakerish fan? What Lakers fan. Lakers, Lakers fan. fan. I you said Lakerish fan. I was like, gosh. Who Lakerish, Lakerish pizza. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, guys, we got a great show lined up for you today. Let me go ahead and run you through the structure. As you guys know, we're going to be going for a little over an hour. We're going to be starting off with our market rundown on the altcoins. We're going to be doing some ADA dot and Link, what are y'all laughing at over there? He found a way to sneak licorice pizza into the show. <laughs> I, okay, I was wondering if that's what you were laughing at. That that sounds about right. After that, we're then going to be looking at Bitcoin, and we've got a lot to talk about on Bitcoin, so you're going to want to stick around for that. From there, we're going to be looking at Ethereum, the alpha of altcoins. I know you guys are looking forward to that. And then we're going to be diving into even more altcoin TA. We're going to look at Amp, Ave, and Cody. Unfortunately, we didn't put three A coins down there. We put it. We should have put a Cardano, ADA, down there. But guys, Guys, we got a great show lined up for you today. I'm really looking forward to it. Also, we have a couple other headlines that we're going to read. Number one, One Republic is the first major U.S. gig to be accepting Bitcoin. That is a big deal. And also, NFL star Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be receiving his $4.25 million L.A. Rams salary in Bitcoin. It is a good day to be an investor in cryptocurrency. Tim. What are you looking forward to most in today's show? I think we got a good one lined up. Man, I don't, I'm, I'm excited just to break down all the TAs. I mean, always, because that's what we do on the show. But I, I'm really excited to, you know, break down the TA and all those coins. I really like the three we chose here we're about to dive into because all three of those are ones that I am invested in. So getting to look at those yeah. charts and dive deep into them with you guys is always fun. But then, I'll, I'll, you know, the new story is going to be great, too. Bitcoin is always fun to break down. And, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Cardano sets a new milestone, reaching over 20 million transactions. I'm not even going to jump into this story. I just wanted to let you know it's a pretty cool thing. The blockchain hasn't suffered downtime for over 1,522 days, going on five years running strong. Cardano has been doing very, very well this year, and we're going to jump right into some analysis of it. You guys know that I'm a big fan of Cardano. I'm a, I'm a personal investor of Cardano. 
and we've talked about it quite a bit here on the channel. And today, I want to talk about it again, not because it's doing anything necessarily interesting right now, but because it might be about to. As you can see on my screen, Cardano has gone into a bit of a downtrend. We had this uptrending level of support right here that started back on July the 21st and pushed all the way up right through here. When we did that, Cardano unfortunately was not able to hold this uptrend and broke to the downside. As you guys know, the last couple of weeks on Bitcoin and the entire cryptocurrency market have actually been relatively bearish. I would argue that's a good thing because in my opinion, that means that we are getting the reset that we need and we're paying for the rally that we had several months ago. I don't think it's a bad thing that we're having these corrections. I just wanted to preface with that. But what is Cardano doing right now? Cardano broke support and is currently pulling back down to test different levels of support again, for example, $1.80. We're currently sitting right above this level, and this level is actually coming from our VPVR. As you can see here on VPVR, that is the very beginning of this massive plateau of VPVR support right here on Cardano. So if Cardano was to drop any further below $1.75, there is an absolute massive amount of support down there, and all of that support is built up from all of the trading that took place earlier on this year year. If Cardano starts to go any lower, it is getting into a very good buying position. And the reason that I say that is because the RSI is very, very low. You can see RSI on Cardano has dipped down here to 32 several times, but it's even dipped down lower in a previous uh, market history. Back on July the 20th, it pulled all the way down to about 28. As Cardano continues to go lower here and it sits down here in the bearish control zone in between 30 and 50, what we're basically seeing is that Cardano is uh, bottoming out and the bears are taking charge of this market, but it's allowing the hashtag AdaGang, of which I am a member, to buy up the bottom. And what's happening right now on Cardano is really interesting. It is a transition of wealth from the weak hands to the strong hands. The people buying Cardano right now are going to be very glad they did when in six months or 12 months, Cardano goes to $10. So if you have been looking to get into Cardano, by the way, I've been looking to get even more into Cardano. I'm thinking about buying some right now because I think it's a great deal. Here's the thing though. There is a very big possibility that Cardano drops lower. There is a very high likelihood that it could drop down to $1.50. There is support sitting down here at $1.50 that was set on the 4th of July, one of my favorite days of the year, back here uh, earlier this year. $1.50 could be a major level of support that Cardano needs to go and touch. If it does, more all the better. That means that there's even better buying opportunities. I'm not going to go into too much detail on the technicals because I mainly just want to focus on the long-term perspective. But Tim, I want to throw it to you. Are you seeing anything super interesting on Cardano? And are you looking to buy some of these levels? <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so I literally was having the thought when we started. I was like, how many people... Have I seen make comments about, let's say, Bitcoin or Ethereum? You know, Bitcoin, we just had a new all-time high. Of, you know, we got all the way to 69000 How many of you guys were like, I would love for it to fall back down to around $50,000 yeah. so I could buy a big bag? How many of you guys on Ethereum are like, I can't wait for it to drop down to like 3500 so I can buy it? Your dream is coming true it's on here. Cardano. The price is low. As far as what you just said, absolutely, it could fall to $1.50. I don't think it will. When you zoom out, you look at the daily and weekly charts, we're in a descending triangle, that I, or descending wedge chart, excuse me, that I don't think, I think we're, we've been using that level of support here for a while now. I think it's going to continue. I actually think we're getting close to within the next couple of weeks, we're going to break bullish out of that. But even on the shorter time frames on the four-hourly chart, we're in a descending wedge that I think we're about to break bullish out of. <coughs> excuse me. I expect the next couple of days to be a little bullish. Um, and uh, then we're going to keep coming down just a little bit more before we break bullish long-term for the bull rally. Because when you really look at it, it zoomed out, Cardano's kind of been in a, its own little mini 
bear market, really. Yeah. And it's time for Cardano to go into a bull rally and in yeah. a bull market. So I, I am super excited. It did exactly what I thought it was going to do. It came down. I think I said a wick was it was going to touch a dollar sixty eight. It's touched a dollar seventy one. I'm going to go ahead and give myself the benefit of the doubt that I was within three cents of where I thought a wick would come down. Not bad. I don't believe. I think that we could potentially, riding out that descending wedge, go down and touch that level one more time, but I don't think Cardano has to go that much lower. I think it is gearing up, it is ready to go ahead and break out because it's been doing this for a longer, a long time. And the more and more we press down, the more and more explosive the bull rally will be when we finally hit. Absolutely. And guys, the thing you also have to realize about different markets like these is that oftentimes they are decoupled a lot. But then once the entire market makes a movement all at once, they all look identical. So you'll see all the markets are one of them's doing this number and another one's doing that number and then another one's doing that number and it's going backwards somehow. But whenever a major bottom happens on Bitcoin or a major top happens on Bitcoin and the rest of the market follows, they're all doing their thing and then they all bottom at the exact same time. I think we're about to see something very similar happen on uh, Cardano and Bitcoin because as we're going to talk about in our Bitcoin technical analysis coming up, I think a major market bottom is right around the corner. And when it comes, I think we're going to see a major rally on Bitcoin. And that is more than likely going to spill over into these altcoin markets. So be paying attention because Cardano is one of the ones that I think will perform very well. Tim? Last thing I will say, and you're going to see this actually come up even later when we talk about Bitcoin, but also look at, despite the fact that we're hovering... Low, the lowest we have been in months on Cardano, the volume, every other time we've come down low has been high. This last drop was very low volume. That's a good point. That is something that we talk about. Uh, we've talked about on the show before, but that is a sign that the, the institutions, the whales, or the composite man, according to Richard Wyckoff, they're ready to rise the price, to have a raise in the price action because they see the volume's not there. The shakeout is done. Yep. The shakeout's done. Guys, a lot of times bull markets will end in a massive VTOP. And then the bottom of the bear market will end in this really rounded territory. Have you ever seen Bitcoin's chart in 2014-15? I'll show you really quickly before we move on here to DOT. Whenever Bitcoin bottomed out back then, what did it do? It came down here and it rounded for the uh, for the period of several years. It doing that was as a result of the fact that uh, the Bitcoin bears were getting uh, what they wanted and the bulls were getting shaken out. And they were, quite frankly... Uh, we were having the bottom come in, and that's what we're seeing right now on Cardano. So with that said, let's go ahead and move on here to DOT. We're going to talk about DOT a little bit, and then we're going to jump into Bitcoin a little bit later. DOT is a very interesting project right now. As you guys know, I am a fan of Polkadot. It is a layer zero interoperability uh, blockchain, and I think it has a lot of utility. I think it is a very, uh, very useful project, and a lot of people are going to make a lot of money in it. But one of the things that you got to know about Polkadot, if you don't already, is that Polkadot is not a project that normally has a bunch of hype. Polkadot is a project that has a lot of fundamentals. And I actually really like Polkadot adopt because of this. Because one of the things that I don't like about a lot of cryptocurrency projects is that they jump up to number one, or excuse me, number like 5, 10, 15, because they have a ton of hype. That's not to say they don't have good fundamentals, but the reason they got there, the reason people bought into the project was not because of those fundamentals. They bought into it because of hype. I'm looking at you, Solana. Solana has great fundamentals, don't get me wrong, but that's not why people bought it. People bought it because it was a hot topic. It deserves to be number five, in my opinion. I think Cardano deserves to be higher, but we could go into that all day. Polkadot is not an example of one of these cryptocurrencies that jumped up here because of hype. I'm looking at you, Dogecoin and Shiba Inu and Baby Doge and all these other dog coins. I see Polkadot rallying up to number eight because of fundamentals. Why is that important? Hype will die. 
it will cease to exist. It will fade away. I have watched so many cryptocurrencies claim to be the Ethereum killer jump up into the top 10. I'm talking EOS. I'm talking NEO. I'm talking all these different projects from back in 2017 when I first got into the space that are sitting at rank number 75 right now because the fundamentals didn't put them there. The hype did. So I look for projects that are in their position where they stand right now because of their fundamentals, not just their hype. The hype's great, but you got to have the fundamental backing and you need people to invest because of that fundamental backing. All of that to say, I think Polkadot's a good project. Why? Because it got to number eight, not because of FOMO, not because of good marketing, but because of a good product. I like Polkadot. I think its fundamentals are strong. Speaking of the fundamentals, though, let's look at the other flip side, the technicals. Right now, Polkadot is in a downtrend after it broke bearish out of an ascending wedge, like what we saw on Ethereum just a few days ago. In fact, Polkadot's chart looks very similar to the Ethereum chart right now. I'll just go ahead and compare Ethereum right here back over to Polkadot. Ethereum and Polkadot both had a large ascending wedge with a smaller ascending wedge inside of the other one. You can see that comparison right here between this ascending wedge on Ethereum and then this one right there. Hopefully I'm not confusing you guys by jumping between charts. But what we're seeing right now on Polkadot is just like the rest of the market, it hit a top. In fact, I believe that was an all-time high. It was up here at $55, signifying that, hey, the bulls are strong right now, but we're having this little uh, corrective wave. Now, one of the things I want to point out to you guys here is that the main movement on Polkadot is bullish. We moved 430% to the upside over 107 days, which by the way, I I think it earned every single dollar. It is having a small correction, and it has been correcting for the last week and a half, about two, excuse me, about two and a half weeks. It's down 30%. But what has it done in that time? Well, Polkadot has come down to previous levels of support, which we set as resistance. For example, here on the 14th of September, we turned $40 into resistance. Now we're using it as support. Polkadot is setting up a foundation like you have never seen before on a lot of cryptocurrencies. Maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration. Maybe that's my YouTuber side coming out. But the point is, there is a massive opportunity in Polkadot right now, in my opinion. I think Polkadot is not going to bring you the biggest returns of any crypto in this space, but I do think that it is something that you should have in your portfolio, at least in my humble opinion. Why? Because the fundamentals are strong and because it has stable growth, not only in the technicals, but also in the fundamentals. Tim, what is your take on Polkadot? And Smay, I know you love Polkadot, so feel free to weigh in, buddy. I, I loved everything you just read in the technicals because it's exactly what I was looking at. We we broke bearish out of that ascending wedge that we talked about. We came down and used former resistance as support. Uh, I I actually think Bitcoin, oh, sorry, Bitcoin dot. I'm doing that's what Jeb does. Uh, <laughs> I, I think dot is sitting at a great spot where it's kind of loading up for another rally. It does not need to come all the way back down. I know sometimes with the wedges we come back down to where they originated. Yeah. That's not what this is happening. It found its support. It's collecting the bullish momentum and it's about ready to go up again. Yeah, absolutely. I think there is a lot of opportunity in Polkadot. Do you have any thoughts on Polkadot? I know you like it. Um, I'll put you on the spot. No, I, I'm I'm really excited for what it's doing. I like that it's a layer zero protocol. I think that's something that I just think is something that is super powerful right now because there's a lot of, like, like Jeb was saying, there's a lot of people trying to be Ethereum killers. Yeah. I, I'm more of a fan of a, something that is like a bridge that, you'll, that will unite everything. Yeah. So that's why fundamentally I'm very, very excited about what Polkadot is setting out to do. Um, but in terms of its price movement, I mean, I'm just holding, guys. I mean, I still have the same amount of dot that I did. If anything, it would be a good time to accumulate a little bit more. There you go. But uh, no, pretty much I'm just holding. 
Boom. Well, Smay, how many likes do we have on the video? Uh, we only have 336 likes. Oh, come on, yeah. guys. Smash that like button if you're enjoying today's stream. It helps to promote the video in the algorithm so the more people can see the good news of Bitcoin. We very much appreciate your support, guys. We really do. It means a whole lot. We want to see you be successful in cryptocurrency. We want to see you make life-changing amounts of money in crypto. And if you want to have content that is going to help you get there, hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. It's the best way to help support us as creators and also you as analysts and investors in the cryptocurrency space. With that said, let's go ahead and look at one of my favorite projects because I just invested in it recently, so I guess I'm a little biased, but Chainlink. You guys uh, in the Link Marines out there uh, love this project. And Chainlink, I'll just give you a bit of a brief breakdown on what it is. Chainlink is something called an Oracle application. Basically what it does is it allows for different decentralized applications and DeFi protocols to bring off-chain data on-chain. So things like price data, Chainlink allows these decentralized applications to pull that price data from the real world. It allows different decentralized applications and blockchains to pull data from the real world so that it is now on-chain. It's called an Oracle application and it is the leader in its class of blockchain solutions. And quite frankly, without Chainlink, pretty much every single DeFi application in existence right now would cease to function because most of them get their pricing data through Chainlink. So Chainlink is a critical piece of infrastructure in the modern DeFi ecosystem. I like investing in infrastructure projects. I've explained infrastructure to you guys before as uh, think about it like the interstate in the United States of America. M many, many, many towns um, in America only exist because there's an interstate right next to them because they started springing up around exits out in the middle of nowhere. Those towns are only there because of that infrastructure. What brings that town its value is the infrastructure of the highway bringing in customers. Similarly, Chainlink is infrastructure that we're building DeFi on. If you took a shot for every time I just said infrastructure, you would be really messed up. So let's go ahead and jump on to RTA. Right now, Chainlink is pushing to the downside. Smith thought that was funny. Are you, are you getting flashbacks to your 21st birthday, my friend? That wasn't me who laughed. That was T-Shirt. Oh, okay. oh, that was yeah. T-Shirt. Okay. Um, but we uh, T-Shirt always laughs over there in the corner. I always think it's May. Over the last 14 days, Chainlink is down 32%. Uh, it did rally all the way up to about $35. And funnily enough, a lot of people were uh, aching and moaning about this in my Twitter because a couple of weeks ago is when I bought Chainlink and I told you guys, hey, look, I bought Chainlink. And then everybody's like, oh my gosh, look at Jeb's pick. It's down 20%. I bought Chainlink to hold for like three years. I could not care less what the last two weeks of price action have done. Just wanted to clarify that with you because it's very important that you don't get the wrong perception of investment. I didn't buy Chainlink to trade it. If I did, I probably would have been shorting it based off of what I saw in the market. I bought it because I want to hold it long term. What we're looking at right now is that Chainlink is setting higher highs, as you can see here, and higher lows, as you can see here. It is in a pretty solid position, and I do think it is going to hold support above $25. If it does break below there, then there is also pretty strong support down at $20. I, again, am looking at Chainlink as an investment. I'm not looking at it as a trade. Over the last three, four months, it has been my favorite stablecoin, and it might stay that way for a while. Chainlink, I am not saying, is a great trade right now. I am, however, saying that I think it is a phenomenal investment, and I do think that we'll see a three-figure chain link above $100 and pushing even higher by the end of this bull market. I think it is. Uh, I think it does have what it takes to jump into the top 15, maybe the top 12. It's currently sitting at, if I remember right, number 19. So I think it is a good project. I think it's going to perform very, very well. As far as the technicals are concerned, as I said, we could see more bearish movement. We've actually just rejected 
off of this downtrending level of resistance. So I would not be surprised at all to see it go down to $25. Tim, do you have any thoughts on Chainlink? Well, I mean, the truth is, if you zoom out, so we're on the daily chart, I'm going to have you draw something for them. And okay. This is a little you know, tidbit for anyone who didn't know this. Uh, can you go to the lines and hit the extended line? This is a tool I've been using a lot recently to see previous trends. Yep. And what I want you to do is I want to anchor you. I want you to anchor a support line on the bottom what we had on the 22nd of September, and then you know run it through what we're seeing right now. You can anchor it to the 19th of November, but the extended line is going to let you see a long line of the future and a long line of the past. So you had that drawn for them. Yes. All right. Zoom out and look at all the different places that that line touched in the hmm. past. The wick on Christmas last year. Wick on, I mean, Christmas several wicks have touched it. It goes through the middle of a lot of price action we've had over the last couple of years. Good point. We have several times used this line as both support and resistance. So that gives me a lot of significance to this line. And we are currently, of course, right on it. I think that we're actually about to see some bullish action for uh, Link. Uh, now, the, the thing is that we are setting up some bearish uh, bearish moves with a ascending wedge but the what we are going to see first is we're going to see a bullish run uh, I don't know if we're going to see an all-time high before we break bearish again uh, but we are going to come back to the top of that set a new level of resistance and then long you know we're 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 in an ascending wedge inside of a symmetrical triangle pattern so it will need one more bearish break before playing out the symmetrical triangle pattern, which is a bullish motion, I think by next year we're definitely gonna have a new all-time high for Link. And yeah. I agree with Jeb. But you know, if you invest in this product a couple days ago just for a short trade, there's lots of other products that can make you more money oh, yeah. short term. Long term, though, the fundamentals of this project, Link, and what it's trying to accomplish and what it's doing is a great sit and wait and hold and just don't touch it. With that said, let's go ahead and move into our first intermission here, guys. Let's read if we have any super chats and we then have, uh, interact with you guys. We have we we had a five hundred dollar or five hundred dollar. 500 pound donation. Oh my gosh. From SimpleMan699. So we're going to start there. Jeez. Hi guys, here's a good one. Suppose you must choose one oh. coin to put a million US dollars in to invest. That's, I love how he, uh, he specified US dollars. Um, oh, we had some nice noise out there. All right, so. Go ahead, Ray. the world. Okay. That, everything's good out there. Uh, <laughs> U.S. dollars to invest. What coin would you choose? Greetings from the Netherlands. Simple Man 69. Sorry, guys. There's a conversation. What, going out, like, what coin would I choose to invest in? I would probably look at. Well, to be honest with you, if you are, if you are in, um, if you're not in Bitcoin and you're just getting in, I would put a million into Bitcoin. And but I would. The thing is, I would not encourage anybody to put a million dollars into only one project. After you get above like a thousand dollars, I would say you should probably be in two or three different cryptocurrencies. I think that's yeah. something that Kelly said in our interview, and he's absolutely right. I don't think it's a good idea to go all in on one project. As uh, uh, what's his name, uh, the creator of the Andrew Carnegie once said, it, "There's nothing wrong with putting all your eggs in one basket, but keep a close eye on the basket." In cryptocurrency, I think it's a good idea to diversify a little bit more than that. So I would probably it's put true. it in multiple projects, and I know but he, definitely Bitcoin. He wanted to ask that question just for fun, but it's one of those things like, yeah, you don't. I don't think you want to just have a just for fun answer there. You want to be responsible and smart. With yeah, that. thank uh, you for the donation, though. Holy absolutely. cow! Absolutely. Uh, Super Mario said, "Hey brothers, have you heard of Boss Token, the upcoming Boss Track BSC and ETH DeFi tracker with profit and loss and premium features if you hold?" One billion boss, which is about thirty dollars. I'm says. not familiar with it. No, I'm sorry, man. Sorry, don't know that one. All right, let's keep moving on. I'm gonna come down. I think a lot of these are about. Uh, 
Yeah, it looks like we ha- might have a spam. We have another donation from Emric Emmy Fulop. I'm not going to read it because I'm pretty sure that this is just uh, a continuation of the same coin questions, but we're going to keep moving on. Eric Liddell said, I made a bet back in March that Bitcoin would hit 80000 by year's end or I would buy all my friends a pint. Do you have a good place for me to hide? I don't think you're going to have to hide on that one. I don't think you're going to have to hide, I don't think, I think they're going to have to buy you a pint, my friend. I think you're going to have like five pints of beer at New Year's because uh, I do think Bitcoin's going to hit 80K by the end of the year. Yeah. What do you think, Tim? Do you think we're going to hit 80K by the I'm, end of the I'm year? I'm not backing off of what I said originally. I, I, I actually was looking at it. I think even from a technical standpoint, I think we're on track to hit 105 by like January 10th third or fourth or something like that. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say we're going to accelerate that. I still think we're going above 100,000 before the end of the year. If we're at like 98, 95. Come on, Smay. What the heck? What do you do? I He's trying to play sorry. his laugh track because he I, disagrees. I disagree. I disagree. What do you think is going to be at, Smay? You uh, said it before, I, repeat it. I think end of year we're probably going to sit somewhere around 80 maybe. Well, then he wouldn't have to buy his friend's beer because what? he said if it's above 80. He bet it would be 80. Well, good. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Cool. (laughs) And here in two minutes, guys, we're going to be jumping into some Bitcoin technical analysis, but let's go ahead and read some more Super Chat. Yeah, we have one from uh, Fidel Vakuri. This is the one that messes me up every single time. Vakuriza. Feels like we are entering an alt season looking at the charts in the last few days. Please do not slaughter my name today. I'm sorry, Ah. Fidel. (laughs) Vakuriza. Vaquariza? I mean, that's got to be as close as I can get. Vaquariza? But he did ask me not slaughter his right. name. He did I ask just you. Keep he asked nicely, Tim. Come on. It does, you know, you can't. Rude. No matter how nicely you ask. What a rude dude. Can you believe this guy? Uh, yeah. You donate money and then he just slaughters your name like a bad substitute teacher. It's really wrong. <sighs> I'm sorry, Fidel. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, uh, let's see. We have a couple more here. Just some thoughts about some. We'll go quickly on these. What are your thoughts on these projects? Uh, Royston Fernandez says, what are your thoughts on cake? Okay, good. Boom, thumbs up. Harmony Hunter said, thoughts about DAOs, hype versus utility. Any coins which stand to gain? I think DAOs are going to be the future of a lot of business. Uh, as far as specific projects, I haven't looked into a bunch of specifics, but as far as decentralized autonomous organizations, I think they are phenomenal. Got, uh, so, yeah. Last one I have here, Economics said, Dent Fundamentals and Technicals. We can look at Dent in the future. Well, I think that's the second time we've been asked about Dent. Um, it's one that we can look into. It's rank 155. We're trying to stay in the top 100 right now, but we can look into it in the future if you'd like. Oh, my gosh. The amount of Super Chats is insane. Are they, is we got exploding? time for one more, and then we'll come back. Ah, uh, Here we go. McGee's Tree said, I hope you guys know how important you are for this community thank Aww. you do you guys accept bat as tips i got the brave browser so i figured i'd put it to use we don't have that infrastructure set up right now but i do love brave browser and i think basic attention token is a sleeper project that frankly if you're not invested in it's probably a good idea i think i have like a thousand bat token i forgot how much i have uh bat is something i've been invested in for it's one of my oldest altcoin holdings actually i've been holding on to it for a long time waiting for it to do something um, yeah, no, we don't have that set up right now, but I appreciate the I appreciate the uh, the the thought there, my friend. I appreciate that. So let's go ahead and jump straight on to Bitcoin. As you guys know, we're going to be doing some Bitcoin technical analysis because we're trying to figure out where's the bottom and when should we be looking to buy. The very first thing we're going to do is we're going to catch you guys up to speed on everything that's been happening over the last couple of days. As you know, we hit a new all time high of sixty nine thousand dollars back on the tenth of November, and it was nice. We saw a thirteen percent correction that was. 
sorry, a 13-day 20% correction that many people in the mainstream media tried to convince you was the beginning of a bear market. That is absolutely ridiculous because that is not how we classify bear markets in Bitcoin. We would need to see multiple lower highs and lower lows on the daily and weekly chart for us to even start considering that we're in a bear market. We are in the strongest bull market that Bitcoin has ever seen based on fundamentals. So I think it's absolutely absurd to think that we are in or even close to a bear market. Now, if we were to start going down into the 40s or something, then yeah, then we need to start talking. But at the moment, Bitcoin is simply in a healthy correction. What we are in right now is a pretty steep downtrend. As you can see here on my chart, there is a downtrending trading channel, roughly something like this. And here's the deal. Downtrending channels like this are going to break bullish at some point, and they normally break bullish at kind of a right angle. Normally, about how steep they're pushing to the downside is about how steep they're going to break to the upside. And I think that we're about to see that happen on Bitcoin. I do think a pretty large break to the upside is going to come on Bitcoin sooner than you think, but I do think that we need to see a bottom come in and and I don't personally think that we have seen that bottom happen just yet. Now, guys, there's actually a whole lot that's very interesting here on Bitcoin's chart. And one of the things I want to show you has to do with something called the TD sequential. The TD sequential is what is known as a candlestick counting algorithm. And whenever the TD sequential hits a nine flash, as you can see right here, that essentially means that the market is overextended and it's rallied too far in that direction or it's corrected too far in that direction. We've seen a nine flash on the TD sequential today. That means that the bullet that the market is too uh, far to the downside and we push too far to the downside and that Bitcoin needs to see a bounce. What we need to figure out now is where that bounce is going to be. Again, like I said, I think it's going to be relatively soon, but we're going to be talking about that for the rest of this segment. Looking at the RSI, we're also going to get some interesting perspective here. As we talked about yesterday, the RSI in the last several markets bottomed out around 34. Today and yesterday, excuse me, we bottomed out around 38 to 39. That indicates that we could see another leg to the downside, but probably not a massive one. What that means is that we should be looking for support levels that are pretty close to where Bitcoin is right now, but that are a little bit lower than where we are right now. And that brings me to all of the analysis that I have here on my screen. I'm going to do the thing that all analysts dread doing and or actually it's kind of satisfying. I'm going to click the trash button and remove all these icons. And we're going to start from a fresh chart here on Bitcoin. What are the support levels that we're looking at? The first one shows up here as an uptrending level of support based on an anchor point back here on the 20th of July, then a set point here on the 28th of September. This uptrending level of support gives us support somewhere between $52,000 and $55,000, depending on the day. We have not pulled back there as of yet. And the fact is that it would make sense for us to do that. But that's not the only level of support that we're looking at. In fact, if we just go ahead and draw an extended line right here and connect this high to this high right there, then what you're going to see is that there's another level of support, another uptrending level of support that comes into play right now. You can see this uptrending level of support has a resistance touch here on the 8th of January, a support touch here on the 1st of March, support touch here on the 26th of April, resistance here on the 6th of September, and then zooming in, there's even more down here on the four hourly chart. You can see that we touched it multiple times back here in mid-October, and then we've come down and double bottomed on it right now. There is an argument to be made that the bottom for Bitcoin could be in and the bottom was 56,000 or right thereabouts. I don't think that's the case. I do think we're going to push a little bit further to the downside, but that uptrending level of support is absolutely critical. Finally, I'll also show you another support level, which is $53,000. That is set by our resistance that we put in play here on the 6th of September. And by the way, if you guys are enjoying today's stream, smash that like button. Let's see if we can't get to 1200 likes here in the next couple of minutes. Where is Bitcoin going? Well, it's funny because 
at 8 a.m. this morning, there was a spinning top showing up on the daily chart. Now, Bitcoin's gone into a bit of a rally over the last two hours, but earlier today, it was showing a lot of indecision. Looking down on the four-hourly chart, you can see that over the last four hours, we've actually seen a pretty big green candlestick. But just in the last four-hourly candlestick that was set earlier this morning, we saw a very long upper shadow and a very long lower shadow. Those are these wicks right here, very large to both sides. What does that mean? That tells us that the market is signaling indecision. It means the market doesn't know what it wants. It means the market is unconfident. That is what it's saying. And on top of that, down here on the four-hourly chart, you can see that we're looking at, right now, a descending triangle pattern with a double bottom down here sitting at $56,000, then a downtrend right here. That descending triangle pattern indicates that we should be seeing a break to the downside. So with all of those chart formations behind us now, you see why I believe that we're going to see a break down. But let's look at some other indicators and try to come to that conclusion based on other pieces of information. One of the things I want to show you is the Bollinger Bands. We actually are bouncing off of the bottom of the Bollinger Bands right now, and we've been doing that for quite some time. But here's the thing about Bollinger Bands. They're continuing to push to the downside. If we continue bouncing off the bottom of the Bollinger Bands, we're likely going to see Bollinger Bands extend down here to about 53,000, and then in keeping with our downtrending trajectory, we're probably going to come down and bounce off of them again, which would lead us down to around 53,000. Looking at the Bollinger Bands on the four-hourly chart, we can also see that we've pretty stably rejected from our center line here on the 24-hourly simple moving average and that indicates to me that this market is having a very hard time moving to the upside in a strong uptrend. Now, let's go ahead and look down at the four-hourly chart again because there's several more things down here I want to show you. First and foremost, the MACD is giving us some mixed signals. We saw that there was a bullish cross that came into play right after our bottom over here, but then we just saw a bearish cross happen just about 24 hours ago. But now, with this rally that we've seen over the last four hours, uh, it looks like we might be about to see a pretty large um, bullish MACD cross happen down here on the four-hourly chart. That could be taken as a, as a good thing, but I want to wait and see more confirmation on that. Just 4-hourly chart MACD is not something that I'm going to bet the farm on because we have seen 4-hourly chart MACD crosses come in many, many times. What I will say is MACD actually just had the lowest 4-hourly chart MACD cross at negative 1,300 that we have seen ever since May the 23rd when we bottomed out back over here. So that tells us that we're getting close to that bottom. We've been saying this, we've been saying this for the last couple of days, guys, but it's very important that you get as much... Um, context for this is possible for why this is happening. And one thing I'll finally mention here before we move on to some of our other technical indicators, and I want to hear Tim's take on this as well, the volume is dropping quite a bit, and we've seen the volume have a couple of big spikes here over the last 24 hours, but you can just see in the volume um, the volume moving average right here that the market is losing volume. That means that the retail is getting shaken out. It means the bears are trying to figure out, okay, how far can we push this thing before it is bottomed out and we can start buying? Tim, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about volume yeah. on Bitcoin's chart. What are you seeing right now? Well, it for sure is going lower, which is the classic shakeout, as you just mentioned. This is the only thing I will say, even though it is lower than what our dip was the other day. So when we dipped on the 18th, a lot of volume. We dipped again you know, yesterday, last night on the 22nd, a little less volume, but it's still... A decent amount of volume. I I believe there's actually going to be one more shakeout. I believe Thanksgiving is going to bring some bullish movement. We're seeing bullish RSI develop on almost every single chart from the daily down to the one hourly. We're seeing the TD sequential flashing with the color red, but we call them green nines, which is a bullish movement. We're at the bottom of all of the Bollinger Bands. I think these are all great things um, that are showing us we're going to have some bullish movement. But I do believe what's going to happen is is People are going to look at that. They're going to be like, oh, okay, did we hit the bottom? We're good to go. And the way 
whales, the institutions, the composite man will say the composite. We man. got one more. Let's go one more shakeout. Let's get let's scare them. This is nothing that's really interesting on the fundamental side that I was looking at this morning. A week ago, the fear and greed index on Bitcoin was 73. Yesterday it was 50 and today it is at 33. Wow. That is a great sign wow. of bullish movement. Uh, sorry, it's a great sign that bullish movement is about to come. Holy cow. But what it is showing you is that the composite man's tactics are working. People are getting afraid and the price didn't even drop that far. But they're scaring people out. That is what mm. they want to do. So you look at that and be like, this is great. The fear and, fear and greed index has dropped by 40 points over the last couple of uh, days. Just a week. <laughs> this is literally the a great time to go ahead and buy even yeah. if we dip down to this level one more time go just in case we're wrong just in case we don't come back down just in case there's too many pumpamentals this is a great hey, time to go ahead and get back in on it because I think at worst we're going to come back down to around these levels and then go back up. Yeah, guys, take a look at my chart right here. You can see that the fear and greed is currently sitting at 33, just like he said it was at 50 yesterday. Just take a look at this line graph, and I kind of want to do a little bit of analysis on this. The fear and greed dropped all the way from 75 back in early November down to 33. That's the same thing that we saw happen at the beginning of the September correction. Take a look at this. We dropped down to 32, rallied a little bit, then had one final leg down. What did we see happen back then bitcoin had one rally and then it had another leg down i think right now we're seeing this little sideways movement right here like we saw here i think we're gonna see another leg down then fear and greed is gonna drop down to around 20 and then we're gonna go into a big rally i think we're gonna have a very bullish december but turkey day and on up to it might be relatively bearish with that said let's go ahead and look at the daily chart because I want to look at another indicator called Market Cipher. Market Cipher right now is giving us some very interesting signals because Market Cipher is telling us that uh, we're pretty bearish, but that a bullish setup could be uh, not too far away. So let's go ahead and take a look at this. We're also going to be looking at the 12 hourly here on Market Cipher. The first thing to take a look at here is the fact that the RSI lines are pushing very deep to the downside. The RSI lines pushing down like this is indicative that the bears are in charge. Duh. But we're also looking at the moment, momentum, and it looked like it was going to bounce and move to the upside a couple hours ago, uh, a couple days ago, but it didn't manage to do that. It's still moving to the downside. You can also see VWAP rejected off of the zero line, and the money flow is stagnant. Basically, what this is saying is that we're bearish, but we're actually just kind of trading sideways, which makes sense. That's what we're looking at here on the market. Not a buy set up just yet. But I also want to take a look at the 12 hourly because the 12 hourly is showing something that could be a little bit different. We don't look at the 12 hourly very often, but there are oftentimes very significant setups here. For example, just in the last 12 hours, you can see that RSIs on the 12 hourly chart have actually started rounding to the upside. On top of that, you can see the VWAP is attempting to break bullish right now above the zero line, and money flow has come down here and seems to be rounding out around the zero level. On top of that, the, mo the momentum down here seems to be setting higher lows. What does all this mean? Let me break this down. RSIs, these lines up here, they just basically show us who's in charge the bulls or the bears when they start trending up like this it means that the bulls might be about to take charge these blue momentum bands down here these tell us which direction the market is moving in and whenever they set higher lows like they're doing right now that's a good sign you want to see that that's called an anchor wave and a set and, and, and a trigger wave you want to see an anchor wave and a trigger wave that set higher lows that indicates that the market is going to push to the upside now this line up here indicates something called the money flow we're going to look at the flow of money again here in a minute when we start looking at some on-chain metrics but for right now the money flow is uh, rounding out and a lot of times that could indicate that the market's about to have a big rally 
On top of that, VWAP is sitting right here around zero. That's basically just telling us the market's moving sideways. What does all that mean? That means that we could see some rally moving through the rest of the day, maybe up to this downtrending level of resistance, but then we probably reject off of it and push to the downside moving on into the end of November. But let's go ahead and take a look here at some other pretty um, at some other uh, technicals. We're going to look at the daily chart. We're going to look at Lux Algo. And by the way, guys, if you guys don't know, Lux Algo right now has a lifetime sale going on. You can get Lux Algo for a flat price for life, which is crazy because Lux Algo is normally 67 bucks a month. And by the way, guys, just to break that down for you, 997 seems like a lot of money, but if you were trading with a decent amount of money, say $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, Lux Algo is going to help you be able to make profitable trades. And if you break that down and you use that for several years, you use that for two or three years, this is going to save you like 50, 60, 70, 80% on that week, on that monthly subscription fee. So if you want to get Lux Algo and you find it useful in the analysis that we're doing right now, check the link down below, go sign up for it with lifetime membership, and you are going to be very glad you did because you're not going to have to worry about that subscription fee anymore. And you are almost certainly going to use it as much as I do. I have found myself loving it. Let's go ahead and look at Lux Algo here on Bitcoin. We want to look at the EQ cloud reversal zones and trend catcher. And by the way, just to catch you guys up for anybody who's just gotten Lux Algo, you're just getting used to it. Let me show you how I set this up. You're going to want to go into your indicators and strategies up here. Go down to invite only scripts. This is where you're going to see your different invite only scripts. Uh, Lux Algo is going to walk you through how to get this all set up on your trading view over on their website. So I'll let them do that. But after you have it here, go to invite only scripts, turn on Lux Algo premium, Lux oscillator. I don't use Lux statistics that much. I'm still learning how to use it, but I'm really loving these two up here. Go ahead and turn those on. Come here into your settings. And then you're going to want to turn on confirmation plus exits. You're, it's set to confirmation by default. Turn on confirmation plus exits. Then I would personally leave signal sensitivity at 12. And then confirmation signals agility at 26. You can also turn on autopilot. I personally find that 12 up here and 26 down here are the best signals. I would leave everything else alone. Except for turning on EQ cloud reversal zones and trend tracer. Uh, sorry, not trend tracer, trend catcher. And that's how you're going to get the chart looking like mine. But what I want to show you here on Lux Algo is that we are, as I said yesterday, in a confirmed downtrend. We have a sell signal right here, and that indicates that we're pushing to the downside. But remember, we don't read Lux Algo just for buy and sell signals. We read Lux Algo for much more than that because there's a lot more to this indicator package, and you don't want to get blindsided by only using one component of it. The sell signal needs to be backed up by other parts of Lux Algo. The way that I use it is I look at Lux Algo sell signals plus a red trend catcher, uh, as you can see right here, plus a downtrend on Lux Oscillator. That's telling me that the market is in a confirmed downtrend, and Bitcoin so far has not broken out of that. I think it will, but it has not done it yet. And also, another thing that you'll see is that yesterday, uh, not yesterday, last month, uh, two months ago, back in September, Bitcoin pushed down here into something called the EQ cloud. That's what I showed you how to turn on a second ago. We pushed to the bottom of it. Take note of that. Here, we've only pushed to the middle part of it. I think we're in a very comparable downtrend right now to what we were in last week. I keep saying last week, last month and a month before that. And I do think that we're going to push down to the bottom of the EQ cloud again and bounce down there. So I think that we're bull that we're going to turn bullish on the daily chart at some point in the near future. But I do think that that bottom is a little ways away. You know why we look at all these different technicals and on-chains and fundamentals and news? Why we get uh, perspective from so many different directions? Because we want to make sure that we are not blindsiding ourselves by only looking at 
technical analysis from market cipher or only looking at technical analysis from traditional analysis or only looking at technical analysis from fundamentals or only looking at it from on-chain or only looking at it from Lux Algo. We want to look at it from a bunch of different perspectives and get a better idea of what the market is doing. Notice how all of our technical analysis right now, and this doesn't always happen, but right now is pointing in the same direction. Tim, if you found that helpful in your technical analysis journey, looking at a bunch of different perspectives to get uh, kind of a complete view. Absolutely. You look at one thing and you actually start to form, the, the more you do it, you start to form your opinion and you start to go one way and you find where things confirm it. What's really fun is when you start with one narrative and then you find something that completely shatters that whole narrative and you have to start over. Yeah. And it, it really I helps you see things happens. from multiple angles. And and that's why, you know, the temptation when people are like, oh, it's TA, it's the, it might go up, might go down. That's technically true. But the reason why is because you're looking at things from so many different angles. You have to just do the best to look at it technically analysis, fundamental analysis, on-chain analysis, uh, Where's what's the sentiment of the market at the moment, and combine and try to make the best picture possible. That's why some seasons you're going to see us say, guys, great buying opportunity. Some seasons say, hey, there's great selling opportunity. Some seasons say, hey, this is really not clear what's going to happen, so really kind of just sit still. Don't do anything until something confirms. Have you guys ever seen one of these? Check a look at Take a look at my chart. It's called a hurricane spaghetti model. Notice how there's like 15 different paths that the hurricane could take based off of the, the meteorology just computer models, but all of them are generally pointing in the same direction. That's what technical analysis does. That's why we look at it from 10 different angles, yep. because all 10 of those different angles are going to say, hey, it's going over here, but hey, it's going over here, but hey, it's going over here. Normally, all of your analysis is going to point generally in the same direction. It's not about getting the exact place that it's going. It's about getting an idea. We are not dealing with an exact science here. We're dealing with more of an art. And I love the spaghetti model. I love this called spaghetti model because that's what it looks like. And uh, this right here, uh, if you can see this one down here, hurricane forecasters showing their predictions. This is technical analysis in a nutshell. I have a feeling the meteorologist would make a great technical analysis. Uh, analyst, drop a one in chat if you're a meteorologist. I'd love to hear that. That's uh, that, that sounds like it'd be pretty funny. But like I said, you're just looking at how are all the technical indicators pointing you in one direction? Are all of them pointing you in a similar direction? If so, then that's probably where the market's going to go. You want to gain as much certainty as you can, but also with knowing that you are never going to have 100% certainty. You want to gain confidence. Anyway, taking a look down here at the four hourly chart on Lux Algo. Actually, i take that back. Before we get to the 4-hourly, we're going to look at the 12-hourly because the 12-hourly is also very important. The 12-hourly chart right now just showed something interesting. Lux Algo, th there's a lot to break down here. Number one, we're in a strong downtrend. This confirmed this downtrend. Lux Algo pretty much called this one. That's a good uh, downtrend. We also saw a sell signal up here that kind of called this sideways movement. Lux Algo actually performed really well in the 12-hour over the last month or so. You can see what I showed you earlier, how to turn on those confirmation plus exits. This red X is uh, exit for Lux Algo. This strong sell signal was basically telling you to, well, sell with strong confidence. This red X told you, hey, get out of this trade. It looks like we're bottoming out or coming close to it. That doesn't mean to sell your entire position, by the way, or to buy back your entire short position, by the way. It just means to, you know, take profit is basically what that's saying. But you can also see we have a strong sell signal followed by red trend catcher, followed by, I can assume, and I'm right, that Lux Algo is, uh, Lux Oscillator is bearish down here. We also saw a red dot. So 12-hourly chart was pretty confident that we were moving to the downside. The interesting thing about 12-hourly chart is we're actually sitting down here on the top of the reversal zones. We're not even close to them on daily chart. On daily chart, the top of the reversal zones at 44K. I definitely don't think we're going to 44k. I don't think anybody in this room thinks that we are either. But 
on 12 hourly, we're getting strong support down here. I do think that we're going to ride the top of the top third of the reversal zones here. You can see they're broken up into thirds. I think we're going to ride the top third of this until these reversal zones start curving to the upside. You can even see Lux Algo reversal zones are projecting that we're going to see bullish momentum relatively soon. And the way that it's telling us that is because we're seeing the, uh, the reversal zones predict that they're going to curve to the upside. I think that Bitcoin is going to come down here, test the top of the reversal zones, and then it's going to keep rallying. I love it. That's what we're seeing happen. But also, another thing to keep in mind, this is kind of just ancillary to the point, but it is something to take into uh, account. EQ Cloud also gives you a, a kind of a strength of the bulls and the bears prediction. You can see the EQ Cloud is constricting right here on 12-hourly chart. It's also doing the same thing on daily chart. They're starting to come together. That indicates that we're seeing bearishness. You can read the uh, the EQ cloud just like that. But looking at the four hourly chart, we're we are currently under a strong sell signal. But again, I've said this in multiple videos, and we'll say it again: strong buy and sell signals, buy and sell signals in general. We don't really want to use them when the market is ranging, when it's trading sideways. The point of the buy and sell signals are to catch longer term trends like this one. If you weed out buy and sell signals by only looking at the ones that happen during a trend, then you're going to notice that they're almost always giving you phenomenal indications. You don't want to be using these indicators in a range. The CEO of Lux Algo himself told me to be careful about that. You want to make sure that you're looking for buy and sell signals in trends. And right now we're not in a confirmed trend. I would weed out both of these signals and say we're still in a downtrend. The question now is when will four hourly chart give us confidence that we are now moving into a bigger uptrend? Well, the funny thing, or uh, moving into an uptrend period. Well, the funny thing is the reversal zones are curving to the upside. And when we pull back down here to 53 to 54K, we're probably going to be getting close to the top of the reversal zone as well, which is going to help give us support. In doing so, we'll probably push up here to test the EQ cloud. And if we're able to break through the middle part of the EQ cloud, then we will end up going very, very bullish. Now, interesting thing just happened on the oscillator down here on four hourly chart. You can see that there's been two green dots and Lux oscillator is setting higher lows. In fact, we're actually converging bullish in just the last four hours. All of that to say that a bullish movement could be around the corner, but it's not necessarily here yet. Notice how that's about the 15th time I've said that. I know I sound like a broken record right now. The reason that I keep saying it is because multiple different angles are giving us the same perspective. We want to make sure we're looking at multiple different angles to see what we see. We don't just want to look at one of these spaghetti models. We want to look at all 15 of them and see if they're all pointing in the same direction. Because if you only look at one of them, then you might end up looking at this crazy one over here that says, oh yeah, we're going to go out towards Bermuda. Or you might look at this one that says, oh, we're going to go over here to Louisiana when the other 13 of them are all saying that we're going to do this angle. You want to look at multiple different angles so that you have a so that you have a solid understanding of what the consensus is between the technical indications. With that said, we're also going to uh, move on pretty quickly here to some different on-chain news and metrics. And we also have a breaking news story here. I'm going to just go ahead and read this. Uh, Bitcoin bulls celebrate Estonia's biggest bank letting customers buy crypto. Go to full screen so I can pull this up really quickly, Smay. And uh, I'm going to pull up this. Like I said, this is some breaking uh, news. This just came across my desk as we are talking right now. Thanks to Kelly for finding this and putting this in my document. Let's go ahead and read what this says. Uh, Bitcoin bulls celebrate Estonia's biggest bank lets customers buy crypto. Pause. Before I even read anything about this, the reason that I'm excited about this is because Estonia is a former Soviet bloc country. Anyone who has lived in the Soviet Union, please drop a one in chat if you know how dangerous the Soviet and communist ideologies are. They are absolutely they are abhorrent and dangerous and a menace to society. And Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is designed to promote individual freedoms and liberties, such as the freedom of speech. That doesn't exist if you go back in history in those Soviet bloc countries. 
And a lot of those Soviet bloc countries and uh, they were behind the Iron Curtain realized, hey, we don't want to be under this kind of Soviet oppression. We want to find things like freedom of speech. We want to find things like, you know, a currency like Bitcoin that is going to promote individual liberties. They want that. They've been aching for that for a century ever since the, the communist revolution in the beginning of the last century. So these um, Eastern, uh, Eastern uh, European countries adopting Bitcoin and crypto makes a whole lot of sense to me because they are sick and tired of the traditional institutions that don't have their best interest at heart. When we say it is our mission to help you become financially free, we're not only talking about financially free from debt, we're also talking about financially free from institutions that would have you be in financial slavery to them. That's the kind of freedom that we're looking at, and that's why I think Estonia probably is allowing this to happen. I'm just speculating, though, because I haven't even had a chance to read this. This did, like I said, just come across my desk. Clients of the bank will be able to trade major assets like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Chainlink, and that is a pretty big deal. Very excited about that. Let's go ahead and look here at some other parts. Uh, excuse me, some other pieces of on-chain analysis coming out of Kelly. Kelly Kellum's Twitter, by the way, make sure to go follow him at Kelly Kellum. He's one of our researchers here, and he's very, very helpful in putting together every morning show. He is showing here how Bitcoin miners have started accumulating again. Take a look at this graph. The Bitcoin miner net position change has just flipped green. This means miners are not selling anymore. They are instead buying. When has this happened in the past? Notice right here, beginning of October, started flipping green right before a big rally. Before that, last time it flipped green was in early July right before a big rally. It almost always precedes a big rally. The fact that Bitcoin miners are holding on to their Bitcoin means that they are excited about the future price of Bitcoin. And who knows the best about Bitcoin and where it's going? The miners, generally speaking, are a very well-informed community. And if they're holding on to Bitcoin, that is a big sign of confidence. Now, we can also see Bitcoin number of addresses sending to exchanges has absolutely plummeted. I mean, take a look at this graph. It has dropped off a cliff. That is indicating to us that people are not sending Bitcoin to exchange anymore because they are instead looking to hold on to that Bitcoin. And last but not least, Bitcoin futures open interest on BitMEX has dropped quite a bit, and that is a good sign because it means that people are excited about the future price of Bitcoin. On top of that, taking a look over here at this market, you can see by this quote, Bitcoin exchange whale ratio, 72-hour MA, reached 91%. This indicates the top 10 deposits take 91% of the deposits volume across all exchange in the hourly time frame. The data presents an interesting counterpoint to the current narrative involving whales. This is basically telling us the opposite. This is uh, contrary and it, it it helps us to understand that there are multiple views to this point. Uh, this is showing us that the that the whales might not be as bullish as you might think. And it's important that we look at both sides of the argument in positions like this. But really quickly, just want to run through a couple of other news stories. A couple of headlines. Number one, uh, One Republic. If you guys don't know, they are the behind Apologize and behind you know Counting Stars, all of that. You know, make yeah. that money, watch it burn, sink in the river. The lessons are learned. Well, they realize that that lyric is very accurate, and that's why they're buying Bitcoin because now One Republic is going to be allowing you to pay for concert tickets in Bitcoin. And also, NFL star Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be receiving his 4.2 million dollar LA Rams salary in Bitcoin. Tim, can you give us a short list of major players in the NFL that are taking their salary in Bitcoin? Because it's getting pretty long. This is not all of them, but these are stars. So you want salary or people who are investing in Bitcoin? Because Aaron Rodgers taking salary, you know, and then obviously now Bill Beckham. There's a couple of players. Okung was the first one. Uh, that offensive lineman, he was at the Panthers, then he went to the Rams. I don't remember where. He went out west. Uh, but he he was the one that made it, you know, he was the first one, made it big. But there's other superstars such as Saquon Barkley, Trevor Lawrence, Tom Brady. These guys are taking their paycheck and converting it into crypto, specifically Bitcoin, because they see the value. Athletes as a whole, I think this is extremely intelligent because 
Tom Brady, get him out of the equation. That man is a, I don't know how he's played as long as he's played. <laughs> yeah. The average length of a career of an NFL football player is like five to six years. Well, that is Brady. a very short career. Yes, they make millions per year, but that is not a lot of time. They know a they lot have of them life go broke afterwards. because they don't know how to exactly. handle their money, and that's sad, but so it's true. I love this move as these athletes are starting to invest in their future. They realize the U.S. dollar is dying, and they're saying, "You know what? I can make a lot out of a little right now for these six to seven, five, six, seven years, and have a lifetime of financial security because of it." Yep. I want to read a couple more headlines to you guys, and then we're going to move on to our next intermission. Uh, the very actually, I only. I want to read one more to you. City plans to hire 100 staffers for beefed up, beefed up crypto division. As you guys know, Citibank is one of the largest banks in the world. I personally think it is a better idea to do business with small local banks because you're not promoting these international institutions that don't like you. Uh, but Citibank, you can't deny, is one of the most powerful financial institutions on the planet. They're hiring 100 new people to, to beef up their blockchain and digital assets division. Like I said, I don't really like the banks. But to be honest with you, I don't really have a problem with small local banks and, and, um, and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Credit, credit unions. Uh, uh, so make sure that you're looking at local banks. But at the end of the day, City looking more into Bitcoin is a good thing. Let's go ahead and move into our next intermission. We got a lot of super chats to read, guys. Thank you so much for all of your donations, especially a five hundred dollar yeah. donation. That's we do have a lot. We have That's a lot. Great. I'm going to start with one really quick one from CR, and then we're going to get a lot of. We had a lot of actually really relevant questions, but CR asked t twice actually. So thank you, CR. Uh, Bitcoin SV is that any good? Question mark. Most shorted coin of all time. Short squeeze sends it parabolic. It's shorted for a good reason. It's a terrible yeah. project, and you shouldn't buy it, in my opinion. Yeah. That's <laughs> figured. That was going to be your answer, but you know, thought I would ask somebody. Anyway. Yeah, so we got to answer. <laughs> yeah, we had one that just came in from Matt C. saying, I know some of you may be traveling tomorrow, so I want to get an early jump on wishing all of you in the U.S. a happy Thanksgiving and happy oh, Thanksgiving yeah. to everybody else. Uh, we have much to be thankful for. Enjoy bragging about your crypto gains at the dinner table. There you go. Heck yeah, because, uh, yeah, absolutely. I remember two years ago, it wasn't, there, weren't, there wasn't a whole lot to brag about, but now there's a lot to brag about, so yeah. definitely have some fun at dinner. All right, some really great questions that came in. I'm going to go for, you know, in order of how I found them, at least later put in my chat. Uh, with Okay, so this is from Silver Burst 1227. With Bitcoin, would you pull out your entire investment at what you believe would be the top of the market, or would you pull out only profits and dollar cost average as it corrects uh, NFA, of course? I would Not pull, financial advice, of course. I would pull out a... A certain percentage of your uh, over 100%, but a certain percentage of your principal. So let's say you put $10,000 into Bitcoin, it's now worth $100,000. I would say, like, okay, I put 10 grand in, I'm gonna pull out 200% of my principal, I'm gonna pull out $20,000, and I'm playing with $80,000 house money. So that way you've pulled out what, you're, what you initially put in, you've also pulled out some profits, and then you're playing with house money. I personally don't think it's a good idea to sell everything at the top because one, you don't know where the top is. And two, if you're really here for the long term, like I know a lot of you guys are yeah. and you sell at $80,000, yeah, you might buy back in at $40,000. But what people don't realize is that when you have that cash in US dollars sitting in your checking account, it's very easy to have an inflated lifestyle and say, oh, well, I can afford a bigger house now. Oh, I can afford a bigger car now. Oh, I can afford to, you know, do something very, very good. Like, you know, donate more to charity or to missions. The problem is, 
when you pull that money out of the cryptocurrency space, it's very easy to spend it. That's one of the reasons that I don't pull money out of crypto unless I absolutely have to. I've only withdrawn from crypto like two times. And that was like in the last two months. I've been in crypto for almost five years. The first four and a half years, I never pulled a penny out. And the reason I did that is because it helped me to build my long-term portfolio. Stack those sats. The day that you realize that the game is not about making more U.S. dollars, but the game is about making more Bitcoin, is the day your life will change. Because every 50 years, the dollar loses uh, it, 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 it loses its buying power by 10x. A house that cost it, that cost $5,000 in, in 1920 cost $500,000 today. Think about that. Mm. Think about what you would have been able to accomplish if you had to put that money into Bitcoin back then. If Bitcoin existed, you'd be very glad you did. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We'll keep moving on. J.D. Parks. That's This is the creator of the HODL trophy. Let's go, J.D. Park. Uh, said you're, I'm currently the holder of the HODL trophy. Shout out to J.D. Park. Your TA on Bitcoin yesterday was spot on. I took advantage, and I'm Thank thinking you. about purchasing Lux Algo Lifetime, but it's $1,000. Is that a good deal? Who should buy this? Who would you deter from purchasing? I think it's a great idea to buy it, and I will tell you who I will deter from purchasing it. But the reason I think it's a good idea to buy it is because if you are here for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and you're going to be here for a while, it is something you're going to use every single day. Yeah. If you use Lux Algo for, let's say, 24 months, $1,000 turns into $41 a month. And that is a lot cheaper than the 67 bucks a month. But you're probably going to use it for longer than that. I plan on using Lux Algo for my entire career. I'm probably going to be doing analysis for 10, 20, 30 years. That's going to bring it down to like two, three bucks a month because I'm going to use it for a long time. And the other thing is you don't have to worry about that constant recurring purchase. You get it out of the way and then you never have to worry about it again. The person I would deter from purchasing it because I think it's absolutely important that you guys only buy what you need. The, per- the person I would deter from purchasing it is somebody that just got into cryptocurrency. If you just got into cryptocurrency, I think it's worth buying it for a month to try it and see if it helps you in your trading and investing. But if you are just getting into cryptocurrency, don't spend $1,000 on Luxalgo. Spend $1,000 getting to your first $1,000 in Bitcoin. But once you've been in cryptocurrency for a while, be looking at things like this. Because here's the deal, guys. Any percentage multiplier that you can add to your productivity in cryptocurrency, if it makes you 1% more profitable, that could make you tens of thousands of dollars over your trading career. All of those little percentage modifiers that make you a little bit more accurate, that make you a little bit better at trading, they are going to pay themselves back. That's why things like the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, which is $400, is worth it. Why we've had over 5,000 people go through it. That's why Lux Algo, which right now you can buy for lifetime for $1,000, is worth it. And that's why we've had a bunch of people buy it. At the end of the day, the point is, anything that you can do to invest in yourself and your analysis abilities is going to pay dividends. So they are running the sale for the next seven days. It will end at midnight on November 30th. So make sure to sign up now because they're never doing this again. Yeah, last one I have here uh, about Bitcoin. The other ones are going about Ethereum, Cardano, and other things. Uh, Jason Clark said, "Weekly bearish divergence. Do we ignore this? Love y'all. Weekly bearish divergence. I'm assuming I, I was about looking at this. Bitcoin. Have you seen it? Yeah, I was looking at this, and, and you can show them on your chart. I, I just so you guys know, I, I used to look at this too and be like, oh no, that's weekly. This is the reason why I'm going to say ignore it." And the reason why is look at what is happening with those bumps. So we see a, a, the top chart, of the RSI the is the 28th of December of 2020. And then the slightly lower one is on the 15th of February. And then we obviously have lower ones when we hit all-time highs. This is the reason why I don't pay attention to this. Because those lines were setting up bearish RSI divergence for what we saw months ago. And it played out. That's why we had that massive dip. The, that dip happened for a lot of reasons. There was a lot of manipulation in the market, a lot of things. But the the technicals also showed we needed to, to drop. 
That's been played out, and we are now on our way back up. So great question. Yep. But yeah, we don't use those peaks. And I used to, and Jeb had to correct me. Yeah. Uh, probably what two, three months ago. Yeah, I showed him that. Yeah. That that RSI divergences play out, and there is a place where you kind of start over, yep. and you don't just always look at previous peaks and exactly. lows to use it like that. Yeah. So what he, exactly what he just said? This RSI divergence has played out over here. This is already out out of the game. I would say mm -hmm. if you're looking on RSI if, uh, for the last month, I would probably only go back to like the end of July, just because everything else. Is already likely uh, been played. We've compared technical analysis to like learning how to count cards when you're playing like blackjack. That when that divergence happened, it's like they reshuffled the deck. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. That, that that's like you know you're counting cards yeah. and they you're, but you're counting the cards from three shuffles ago. That's yeah. kind of the the analogy. That's a good analogy. Yep. All right, well let's go ahead and move on here to Ethereum, and then we've got some other altcoins that we're going to do little quick peeks at. We're going to look at Amp, Ave, and Cody. Hopefully we have time for all three of them. If we don't, then we might cut one of them. But uh, I am looking forward to Ethereum, especially. Guys, Ethereum right now is in a very interesting position because Ethereum is currently trying to bottom out on an uptrending level of support. The same thing that we're looking to see happen on Bitcoin. There is an uptrend happening right now that started on the, on the 20th of July, moved through the end of September, and now we're bottoming out on it again. The funny thing is, there's also another longer-term uptrending level of support that's been in play ever since March of last year during the thing that shall not be named that shut down the economy. And that uptrending level of support is right over here. If Bitcoin goes into another drop and goes down to 53 to 54K, there's a strong argument to be made that Ethereum would do the same. In fact, looking down to the four-hourly chart, you can see that it's currently in what you might call a massive bear flag because it's trading sideways, but it was moving to the downside when it entered this. You could argue that that is going to see a break to the downside. Where's the price target? Boom, right there around 36 to 3,700 bucks on that longer-term uptrend that we were talking about. So I think Ethereum is a great project. I'm not knocking Ethereum. I am a major holder and proponent of Ethereum. The simple fact that the entire NFT ecosystem more or less is built on the back of Ethereum says something and it is top dog, but I would be careful about, um, I, I think that there is going to be a little bit more correction to the downside yet. But also taking a look here at the MACD, you can see MACD looks like it's trying to converge bullish. If it does converge bullish, that's going to be a very bullish thing. Obviously, the last time that we saw a bullish cross on Ethereum was back over here on the 1st of October. That led to a pretty major uptrend. So pay close attention to that MACD. If that crosses bullish, it's all going to be fine and dandy. But also looking at the, at the um, volume here, you can see the volume has dropped off quite a bit. And to Tim's point about Bitcoin earlier, notice how there's a bunch of volume here on the first drop, the second drop, volume's lower. What does that mean? It means that we're shaking out the weak hands. It means that we're re-establishing that strong foundation down here. It means that we're building 4K as a level that we're going to be able to bounce off of in the long-term future. And by the way, to be honest with you, I think a lot of these bottoms that we're setting on Bitcoin and Ethereum right now, like 4K on Ethereum, 53 to 55,000 on Bitcoin, these might end up being the bottoms of the bear market that I think is going to come next year because we are building mm -hmm. strong support right now. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see us come back down to these levels as the absolute lows after the new after the new bull market rallies us to 200K and then we have a correction. I don't think we're going to correct 80%, so maybe I'm wrong on that, but I certainly don't think the bear market is going to go lower than this because these markets are very, very valuable and they have a lot to add to the world. Anyway, Anyway, looking at the daily chart Lux Algo, we're also going to take a peek at what it says because there's a lot going on here. 
Right now, you can see that we are bouncing off of the top of the EQ cloud. Remember what I said on Bitcoin? On Bitcoin, we pulled back down to the bottom of the EQ cloud. Right now, we are sitting on top of the EQ cloud. That indicates to me that we could go a little bit lower. Where would that put us? Right here on this long-term uptrend, guys. It's almost like technical analysis works. It's almost like these markets have something in common, and it just takes the eye to see it. Lux Algo is going to help you see that, and so too is CT2A. You can find both those links down below. But what Lux Algo is also showing us is that we're in a confirmed downtrend on the daily chart. Sell signal. Then we also have a red dot on oscillator. We're pushing to the downside. Lux oscillator also has a converged red. That red movement has allowed for the market to uh, continue sideways, and it does indicate the bears are in charge. But what happened the last time we turned red? We had about five, six more days of movement to the downside, and then we bottomed out. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think we're looking at five to six more days of bearish movement, and then I think we're going to bottom out. I think sometime by the end of this week, maybe on into the weekend, probably before Monday, we're going to see that bottom come in. And then historically, we've talked about a week and a half ago, T-Shroom found this. Uh, the week after Thanksgiving has been bullish for the last six years running. The, the worst year uh, from November 25th to December 2nd was 3.68% to the upside. So I think we're going to see the bottom come up maybe a day or two after Thanksgiving. But from there, I think we're going to start an uptrend and the market is going to be very, very healthy. In fact, I think in the next seven to 14 days, we're going to see a confirmed buy signal come in on Lux Algo. And remember, confirmed buy signal is more than just a buy signal. It's a buy signal with trend catcher turning green with Lux Oscillator turning green as well. I think that's what we're going to see happen relatively soon. But looking down to the 12-hourly, we're going to see if there's anything really interesting down here. Aha, there is. This is very interesting. Take a look at this. Trend catcher actually turned green. That's the first of three signals to tell us that we could be moving to the upside and that the bottom could be close. We're also seeing that Lux Oscillator is trying to push to the upside, but it hasn't managed to confirm it just yet. Also take a look here on the 12-hourly chart. The um, the uh, reversal zone down here, the bullish one, is sitting right down here around this support that I'm talking about, around 38 to 3900 bucks. We're not in an uptrend on 12-hour, on but we could be there relatively soon. And then just taking a look over here at the four hourly chart, you can see we have this we have these confirmed sell signals over here, push us down, and we're gonna discredit these buy and sell signals right here because the market is trading sideways. Remember, it's very important that you be careful about reading too much into buy and sell signals when the market is ranging. There's a difference between a ranging market and a trending market. With that said, Tim, what is your take on Ethereum? Where do you think it's gonna bottom out or has it? Well, I mean, you see that level of support. I do think we're going to come down and touch that other level of rising support. Yep. But here's the thing, and this is where I'm, I'm kind of in a brain. You know it's about to get real when Tim says, here's the thing. I really hope that Ethereum decides, you know what? Screw technical analysis. We're going to go and we're going to explode. Because technical analysis at this point, I believe that there's an argument that we're going to make it up to about $5,000. And then we're going to have to take a, a little bit of a break. And we're going to have to move with some bearish movement down again before we continue to rally. I don't think that fits the sentiment of the market. I believe that we're we're kind of following pretty close with Bitcoin. I think there's a super chat we're going to talk about here in just a second that talks about it looks like at this point Ethereum's kind of leading Bitcoin, which is interesting. But overall, I think Ethereum, uh, if TA plays out and is true, is going to go up to about 5,000 and then it's going to fall back down, maybe back down to around this level. It looks like we're setting a lot of support right here. But I'm really hoping that Ethereum defies that and says, no, 
even though wedges traditionally break down, this is going to be an example where we break up. We're going to explode and shoot closer to that. I know we talked about the end of the year prediction sitting closer to between seven to eight thousand, or at least over sixty five hundred. And I, I, there's a part of me that thinks that that's going to happen. But just so you guys know, from a technical standpoint, there is an argument that Ethereum could touch five thousand, come back down to around these levels before exploding back up. Um, and, and maybe even go a little lower, but I just don't think that that's actually going to happen. Yeah, well, guys, let's go ahead and move on here to our snapshot. The first one we're going to look at here is AMP, and you might be wondering, guys, Jeb, why did AMP just rally so much? AMP just rallied from $0.05 cents down here all the way up to $0.07, cents, uh, 7.7 cents, 55% rally in the span of like an hour. If you look at it over on CoinMarketCap, a lot of you guys are really excited about AMP. Had a giant rally. It's up 27%, one of the bigger gainers right now. Why is it up so much? Well, it just got listed on Binance. That would be why. If you take a look at AMP over US dollars, uh, US dollar tether, you can see that its chart over here on Binance is only, let's see here, uh, nine hours old because it just got listed. And there's also speculation that his payment coin Flexa on the AMP blockchain will be rolled out for retail stores for crypto payments relatively soon. So there's a lot going on with this project. It's one we're going to look into more in the future. But for right now, I just kind of want to give you a little bit of a rundown. Basically, this project just got listed on the largest exchange in the world. World. I think Binance is still the largest exchange in the world, even past Coinbase. And just take a look at its volume here. Its volume rallied over here on CoinMarketCap from 56 million all the way up to 500 million. This project, to be honest with you, normally what technical analysis would tell you is, hey, be careful about buying this because it just had a giant rally. But whenever you say that, you also have to ask, why did it just have a giant rally? Yes, it's going to be overextended on its RSI. But to be honest with you, it's actually not that far overextended on its RSI. It's sitting at 62, and we're about to see a bullish MACD cross on daily chart. And again, like I said, it just got listed on Binance. I remember when Litecoin was sitting at $4 and it got listed on Coinbase, it was trading at $40 within the span of four months. We could be seeing something similar happen to AMP. I'm not saying it's going to $40. That'd be like a thousand percent, a thousand X rally. But I do think it's going to perform very well over the next couple of weeks. You guys have been asking about AMP quite a bit. And now is your day to celebrate because it just got listed on one of the largest exchanges in the cryptocurrency markets. Now, let's go ahead and take a look at Aave. You guys are always talking about Aave, and it's one that I've been looking into recently. I'm actually a really big fan of Aave. I think, do I have its, uh, I don't have the, I don't have the website up, but I can go to Aave.com. I believe it's Aave.com. Yeah, over here. So Aave.com, it says right here, there's 23 and a half billion dollars in the liquidity pool. Uh, Aave is an open source, non-custodial liquidity protocol for in earning interest on deposits and borrowing assets. Let's say that again three times fast. Aave is an open source and non-custodial liquidity protocol. That's how you know that new people to the cryptocurrency space are going to get scared. But basically what Aave is, it's a place that you can deposit your cryptocurrency and earn money on it. That's kind of what it does. A lot of people using Aave, and it's been a very successful project over the last little while. Jumped up to number 52. It's sitting at $3.6 billion market cap. It's one of those, it's one of those, uh, protocols that people have been really, really enjoying. As far as price action is concerned, it currently is sitting here above an uptrending level of support that I would say constitutes uh, based on this bottom over here on the 26th of June or over here on the 18th of July. I also see that there's a downtrend happening right here. So this means it's in a symmetrical triangle pattern. I think that it's sitting at the bottom of the symmetrical triangle pattern right now. And there's probably going to be a little bit of a bump right here. But let's take a look at some of the oscillators because they could be disagreeing. MACD is converging bullish. That tells us the bottom might be in. And we're also seeing that this is the lowest the RSI has been ever since June. So if Aave's fundamentals look good, which I think their fundamentals do look good, to be honest with you, the bottom might be in. And there's an argument to be made that you could be looking for a long trade 
trade, pushing us back up to about $320 from where we are right now, around $270. Obviously, I haven't done, uh, I haven't gone into a bunch of DL on my TA on Ave. Of course, we do bring you 10 altcoins nowadays, but I think that there's an opportunity there for a trade. So I would, if I were you, use your TA skills and dive deeper into that one. Now, the final one we're going to look at here really quickly is called Cody. You guys are always asking about Cody. This is another one that we see in chat quite a lot. It's currently sitting at 176, one of those sleepers. It's under a billion dollars market cap. Guys, I remember when $369 million market cap would have put you in the top 30. Now it puts you at rank 176. That's just how far the cryptocurrency market has gone. As far as its technicals are concerned, it is currently below major resistance, sitting at $48, uh, 48 cents. It's currently sitting at 42 cents, and it's looking for a bottom on RSI. I have seen RSI do what it is doing right here multiple times. To be honest with you, this looks like a market that's trying to slowly push down to find its bottom, but it looks like it hasn't found it yet. I'm going completely off of my intuition here on that one, but I'm just going to be honest with you. I think that Cody is probably still looking for its bottom. I don't know that it's actually in just yet. With that said, let's take a breath. Take a breath. We just went through a lot of TA. What's the deal here? The entire cryptocurrency market is looking around for a bottom, and I think it's close. Is it here yet? I think it's going to be here in the next seven days. Is it time to buy? I think we're getting there. If you're looking to invest, now's a great time. That's kind of the point that we're making with all of this. With that said, Tim, are you looking to buy more cryptocurrency here? Yeah, and, and here's why. This is a you know, little thing. teaching moment, especially for if there's anyone in chat uh, that is new. If there's anyone who just said, hey, you know, let me learn a little bit more about this. You found us this morning. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. This is the thing, and this is from my mistakes I've made, from people I've talked to, other people who've made these same mistakes, and you end up learning how do I be wise long term. You got to get rid of the thought, well, let me try to find the exact bottom and the exact top. The more you do it, the more you realize how impossible that actually is. I have been way too many times in a trade where I entered and I said, I want to buy at this level, and the price comes down within $50 on Bitcoin, which is ridiculously close, but it never enters me into a trade and I miss out. Same thing, I've had times where I'm like, hey, take profit at this level. We get right up close to it, but we miss it by just a little bit and I end up losing the profit I could have made. I have learned, stop trying to time the exact bottoms, the exact tops. The best traders in the world don't do it. The best traders have their game plan. They say, that is a great buying level, I will buy. That is a great selling level, I will sell. Whether it's the bottom, whether it's the top, is actually to them irrelevant. They think about what's wise and how to maximize their efforts. Uh, and so, same thing for you guys, You know, Jeb just said, the bottom is in the next couple of days. And this is not financial advice. This is what Tim is doing. When Tim hears the bottom is in for the, probably in the next couple of days, hey, there's no guarantee that that bottom will get as low as we are right now. I'm actually going to use this as a buying opportunity to ride out long term. And then in the future, when we think the top is coming within the next couple of days, whether the top ends up being another 20% up or only 5% up or it doesn't do it at all, I'm like, hey, listen, I'm in profit. I'm going to go ahead and take my profit and wait for another correction to get back in at a lower price. That was a touchdown of an answer right there, guys. He's got nine more where that came from. Uh, Tim, I also want to ask you this. Is this time to be looking at the altcoins or is it time to be looking at Bitcoin? Wow, good question. That's a good question. The answer is both. But, I mean, looking at Cardano alone, I am very excited about what's happening in Cardano. I've, I'm, I saw a chat saying, I don't remember the name that said it, but they said the fact that nobody is talking about Cardano, I think makes it extremely bullish right I now. I think and you're that absolutely is very right. true. Absolutely is right. Is that, you know, people ask why we don't talk about it more, and it's like, hey, we're really trying to give you guys as great of information as we can every single day. Yeah. So when a project doesn't really have any news going on and nothing exciting happening, we want to give you something that's exciting, but don't let that make you guys think that we don't 
care or are paying attention to Cardano. Yeah. We are very bullish on Cardano. We cannot wait for that rally. Absolutely. But but remember back earlier this year, and this is the only bull market I have experience in, so you know there are people way wiser than me, but there was a time where Bitcoin was rallying all by itself. And then all of a sudden, the altcoins started to do it as well. And they started outpacing Bitcoin. But that didn't mean Bitcoin wasn't rallying as well. I think we're about to enter a season where potentially we're going to see Bitcoin continue to climb. But the alts are going to become parabolic and explosive. And I think we're going to see, you know, what's a better question is when we look at the complete crypto market cap, which right now is sitting a little bit below three trillion, correct? Yes, about two and a half. I think we're going to see that number explode. I I agree. I think before the end of this bull market, I don't even know. But I think we're going to be pushing well, well, well at least if not over top of it, $4 trillion, if not even higher than that. Oh, yeah. No, I think we're easily maybe, going to maybe, five. Yeah, five trillion. Yeah. I think we're going five to 10 by the end yeah. of this bull market. I think we're going to see Bitcoin well over 100 k I think the altcoins are going to be just absolutely exploding, and I think we're going to see a very, very bullish market. And, Go ahead. And, well, and this is the other thing. I, you know, I, I was talking with somebody about it. I, for everyone who's like, man, I don't relate to sports. Every time you guys talk about sports, I kind of dip. I understand you guys. That's I completely understand. There are worlds that I don't relate to. But uh, what I will say is the reason why we bring up sports in this is because of the mass appeal to the population all all over the world. When an athlete does something, people pay attention. Some of the biggest social media uh, pages are athletes. So when big athletes get into stuff, when sports gets involved in crypto, watch it explode the price. So whether you like sports or not, you should care if sports starts to adopt Bitcoin and crypto because that means more money in your account, in your wallet, and it will allow that market cap of, you know, what's doing right below 3 trillion to explode to 10 trillion because sports fans are serious and they got a lot of money. Absolutely, they are. Well, guys, let me go ahead and run down something for you. As you guys know, we have an NFT giveaway going on right now. And the way that you can enter is you can come to this, you can come to the uh, the uh, video right here. Come down, click this button right here, NFT giveaway, and then jump on over here to gleam.io. And then it'll show this follow at CryptoJeb on Twitter. You can either hit follow or connect your Twitter account. You can enter this even if you're already following me. Just hit this connect your Twitter account. And I believe that it can authorize and then everything will be good and then it will go ahead and do that which i'm not going to do but if you log in then you will be able to go ahead and connect everything and then there's a couple of other ways that you can jump into your uh, gleam.io and then just go ahead and uh, follow you can follow us then you can follow mojo heads nft on twitter and then i think you can also follow us on facebook there's different ways to enter that and also guys don't forget lifetime sale right now on lux algo is active there's only seven days seven hours 11 minutes and seven seconds left so you're definitely going to want to take advantage of this while you can because i've been told this is the only time they're ever going to do it make sure you sign up for this it's going to save you a lot of money and it is going to help you in your trading i've shown you guys many different strategies over the last several months that i use on Lux Algo. It's an indicator that I personally stand by and I attest to. Even if I wasn't sponsored by them, I would be using it and I'd be paying the $9.97 for it because I think that it is a product that is worth every single penny. It has helped me in my trading. And if you want to get access to it, hit the link down below and make sure to go and sign up for it. And by the way, guys, make sure to hit that like button. Thank you guys so much for hitting that like button. Let me go ahead and jump to full screen. Let me see this. We have 1,500 likes. Thank you guys so much. Guys, smash that like button if you haven't already and subscribe to the channel. Tim, do you have any closing thoughts for them before well, we leave. We have some super chats. Oh, God, we have super rel- chats. Yeah, yeah. we got to read those. I'm sorry. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, I want to answer as many of these questions as we can. Probably won't get all of them, so I'll do some shout-outs of names, but I want to answer the, the relevant ones. Uh, let's try to be quick with these ones, but yeah. Cass said, I know ADA has solid fundamentals and a bright future, but is it likely it won't pump this bull cycle? It's my third biggest holding, and I'm down 20%. I'm in no rush and might buy more. I think it'll definitely pumple. Pump, pumple? Pumple. Pumple. I think it'll definitely pumple. There's your answer. No, I think it'll definitely yeah. pump this cycle. Absolutely. Yeah, hold on just a little longer, man. Hold 
Bob. Uh, Murray Ruggiero or Ruggiero said ETH is starting to move without Bitcoin. This is when I was I was referenced earlier. Hmm. ETH is starting to move without Bitcoin and is really moving. Uh, let's see, really moving. Could ETH ever become the market indicator over Bitcoin? Thoughts on that? It could. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, though. That's something we've talked about before. Yeah. The flipping. I don't think it's happening anytime soon. This one. I don't even know how I would butcher it. Someone. Donated saying, please purposely butcher my name, Tim. But this is a very basic name. Jameis, I, mean, I, I, mean, I, I could, could say Jameis. Like, yeah. Jameis Lay. Like, but it's it's clearly James Lee. I'm no, sorry. No, listen, man. you could say James. James. La. La. Le, 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 James le. La. James La. Either way. La sorry, e -E. James. Uh, <laughs> this, one, this one got caught my eye. And I want to start off by saying, great for Jamie Extreme. But holy cow, love your content, guys. Keep it up. I opened 125X long oh my at 40000 and I'm aiming for a $100,000 target. <laughs> my wife's boyfriend says take – my wife's boyfriend, that's okay. Oh, my this gosh. Jokester, jokester in here. Um, it says to take profit now. Do you agree? <laughs> Yes, I, I'm partly wondering if this, based off the comment, my yes, definitely profit, seems like a joke. Thing was a joke. I'm pretty right? sure the this whole thing's like a joke. joke. I hope that it's I a hope joke. you took profit. If you haven't, and you're still oh yes, 125. Good X. God, be careful with 125x Ooh. leverage. Good Lord, oh my gosh. Yeah, yes, take the profit. Let in my me opinion. shout out the names of the ones we weren't able to read. Super Mario, Emmerich, Emmy, Fulop, Brandon Ham uh, Hammond. Uh, and that was it. Thank you guys for your donations. Thank you guys Sorry, so much for those. Answer. I really appreciate that, guys. And as a Generation Z Explorer said, everybody talk about crypto at Thanksgiving dinner. That is absolutely right. Here's your commission, the Great Commission. Go and tell everybody the good news of crypto at your Thanksgiving dinner table because you never know. Maybe your crazy uncle who is a silver bug might go ahead and get into Bitcoin and catch up with the rest of us and you know join the 21st century with some Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. I'd love to hear uh, a lot of stories about you guys in the comment section over the next couple yeah. of weeks about the uh, the cool the cool conversations that you guys have had. Well, guys, that's all we got for you today. More content coming up later on in the week. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and follow me on Twitter at CryptoJeb. You can also follow me on Instagram at CryptoJeb as well. All of those links are down below. And follow me on TikTok. We're growing pretty quick over there. Before I go, though, guys, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. you enjoyed listening to the Coffin Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacV Media.